Welcome. My name is Shaida and this is Her America. Today's episode is going to be personal because I'm going to be sharing with you about my spiritual journey and where I am and and what it is um what it's been like for me for the past few months, especially these recent months, um navigating um this um, world as a woman of God and including the church because as you can see in the title of the episode we're going to be discussing about church hurt and how it has affected people and how it has affected me personally and why it is so important to bring issues that involve the church um, to light and address them because I believe that if if people were um encouraged to share their stories about their pain and their suffering and not feel that they have to suffer alone then that would just make a world of difference and i think um and i believe that god would want all of his children to um have comfort in knowing that they are not alone so let's get into it Currently, I have decided to step back from my local uh, Christian community. It, I have not officially left, but I am taking a break because there was a lot of pain and trauma that I was wrestling with that needed to be addressed and I knew that I couldn't do it in that environment because I knew the people could not support me in the way that I needed to be supported. And what I mean by that is I needed to be in a place where I can be me and I can um, be allowed to channel whatever emotion emotions that I'm feeling without feeling judged or questioned or feeling less than than the other people around me and one of the things that I've learned about uh, suffering is that when you suffer God feels that he feels your suffering he mourns with you and he is there besi- beside you feeling that hurt. And I think over the years as someone who wrestled with depression and other um, issues surrounding um, mental and emotional health. That it's such a big lie that that people <laughs> that we believe that we're alone in our um suffering when in fact we're not and one of the things that i've learned that stood out for me in the bible was in psalms 34 verse 18 the lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit that alone tells me that i can take comfort and being in God's arm and crying because 
I am somebody who is human because I am a human that goes through a lot of things and God sees that and God sees my worthiness and he sees me as his daughter and he wants me to be able to um, take that moment and transform myself into being a woman that he scope that he is scoping me to be. And another um, scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says, "Come to me, all you, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest." And sometimes during suffering, during grief or pain, sometimes you just need to rest. And going to God, being able to go to God has allowed me to be able to rest and and helping me to navigate what I need to do and 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 taking on the next steps of how I want to navigate my relationships in the church or how I want to navigate my uh, walk with God. So what is church hurt? What is that? Well, church hurt is is a newer def, newer term that's been coming that's been popping around in the Christian community. If on social media, especially TikTok and Instagram, you always see um, Christian influencers. I'm putting those in <laughs> in quotations. Christian influencers sharing about church hurt and and how it affects people. And I did a little bit of research, and church hurt is more like a noun. It is defined as the uh, emotional, spiritual, and physical harm caused by a church or Christ-like community to others. And that was by loveisburden.com. And it... It is referring to the pain, sadness, emotional scarring, or abuse experienced in a church-like setting. So some examples of church hurt could be when a leader of a church is manipulating their congregates to do something um, they are not comfortable with, or they believe because they have this um, power that they can able to force people to do what they please. Um, it, another example could be uh, weaponizing the Bible to justify inflicting pain or control on others. Um, another example of church hurt could be rejecting somebody based on specific demographics whether that be their uh, race or their financial status whether they're um, middle class or poor that could be a whole basic a whole number of things you know discriminating against somebody I wouldn't even say discrimination discrimination but it could be rejecting somebody because they feel you feel that they are less than you but of course that could also be a part of discrimination um yeah that would, discrimination no description no it's discrimination when you um put people down based on uh the 
demographics they're a part of. And it's worse when it is in a church where you're supposed to be welcoming to everybody. And so, yes, knowing, knowing, learning about this new definition, and I've been on social media listening to stories about how people have been hurt by uh, the church that I've been a part of. Um, not the church specifically, but just the church community that I've been a part of. Okay, um, just to circle back i've been part of my local non-dominational church community for the past five years um when i was graduating high school i gave my life to christ and got baptized into this community and then went on to college and things happened (coughs) and moved forward with this christian community and the church that I've been attending to for the past year is part of a larger international organization of churches. So there are churches that are associated with us all over the world. And I just am a part of uh, this local church community that is located here in Virginia, United States of America. There. There we go. So I've been on social media listening to stories of how people been who have been hurt by the church as in the larger community that's a little bit bigger than my local community and how other churches have responded to uh, uh, incidents involving sexual assault and abuse, including child abuse. And it's just, I just cannot, I just cannot fathom how people can look, can read, can look at a situation like this and think that, and stay silent on this. It's just, um, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, if I knew a leader that was abusing his his or her authority I'll be the first I would I would definitely do another episode I would call their names out I would vocalize how they abuse their authority I'm not I'm not the one to stay quiet about certain things about it especially knowing my past and dealing with child abuse from a young age I I I just can't get behind um, anyone using their authority to abuse other people. In other words, when I was a teenager and was still in the foster care system, I was living with my aunt and uncle. I was also going through high school and trying and was finishing up high school and I was going through my biblical studies while during that time as a teenager I wasn't always the most well behaved I definitely stirred some trouble for my aunt and uncle when they took me in um there was a one incident where I did something um where I misbehaved and when it came to disciplining me 
there were two incidents where my uncle would uh put his hands on me he would he would literally drag me on the floor or pull me by my t-shirt or my top whatever i was wearing and there would be uh scars left from how he would rough me up because i wasn't obeying and when i brought this to the attention of the uh women the women who were studying with me they were like well he was upset he had anger towards something you did and you were being disciplined they kind of dismissed um the part of when I the fact that I was um, being abused another incident um where I felt um hurt people um was when I was living in a sister house while I was in the campus ministry um in Maryland I there was a sister who would consistently um who would I would try to my best to get along with her but we just didn't have the best relationship during my time in that sister house but there was a time where she felt bold enough we were having a a, a disagreement on something um and I told and I she asked me if I could do something and I just wouldn't because I didn't want to bother doing it and she made it a point to threaten me with violence or not like violence violence but she made it a point to threaten me with physical harm meaning that if I didn't comply with what she wanted she would um put her hands on me and I wasn't okay with that. I wasn't um, okay with her using with the way that she would speak to me um, and using her words to um, make threats towards me. And this is a sister. And so when, so looking back at those memories and thinking of ways of how um, in the in the church how i've had conflicts with other sisters or, or just other people in general um church hurt doesn't always have to look like a big group of people going against one person it can be even on a individual scale it it could be just two brothers or just one brother who is being um physically or spiritually or emotionally threatened by another brother or a sister who's being um, spoke who's being manipulated by a uh, fellow um, sister who happens to be a leader in the church and it doesn't always have to be this idea that this one big Christian community is always holding down this one um, person it can always it can also happen on a more individual scale and then there were always um i remember there was this one incident 
or this one time where I was living with a married couple in the church. When I first came down to Virginia, I uh, stayed with this couple in the church who I still talk to. And one of the things that uh, that that the sister, I guess I could say she was she's my older sister. Um, she made it a point to say, well, since you're, I was also trying to find, (laughs) I'm sorry if I just rumbling so much. Um, I was finding a job. I was trying to look for a job at this point and she was, um, saying something like, you know, there's no point in trying to find a job that, um, can work with the, uh, church schedule if you're not going to bother living like a Christian. And that really broke me because there were times where people would question my salvation and my my worthiness as a Christian because I wouldn't show up to a couple services or I wouldn't, um, I would lay back. And I think now that after being part of this community, after surpassing five years as a disciple and my journey with God, I know, uh, I know better than just to be manipulated. I know better than just believe the false pretenses of what it's, what it means to be a good Christian. So, how does one recover from being hurt, from being church hurt? Well, one of the things that I say is pray. You pray to God. You take all that anger and all that trauma and all that suffering and you give it to him. And you let God keep renewing your heart. And this is something that's going to have to be practiced consistently. You know, I'm still praying to God about some of the things that I'm still working through that happened a year ago, two years ago. And... Sometimes that would mean talking, maybe even communicating to the people that hurt you. Um, another thing is um, maybe keeping scriptures. Keep a few scriptures in your heart, whether you have to write them out in, in a journal or just put them on a sticky note. Scriptures to help you remind you of your relationship with God. It. It doesn't have to be something cliche. It can be something um, random out of the Bible that just reminds you that God is with you. That God doesn't see you as another disciple or a a member of this XYZ church. You're you're Shaida. You're the daughter of God. God sees you as that, not anything else. And one thing that I've done that worked for me in the past is write a letter. Even if you have no intention of sending the letter to the person who hurt you, write a letter to the person who hurt you. It could be something between that you can keep between you and God. But choose to write Uh, write that letter let that person know how 
you felt, write everything how it made you feel, everything that person did to you, write it out. And if you choose to uh, send it out or not, that's totally up to you. But one thing that worked for me is being able to write a letter to that person. Another thing is talk to someone you trust. That could be in or outside the church. Right now, for me personally, I would probably pick somebody who was in the church but isn't close enough to the situation that I'm currently going through. So yes, I have been communicating with a few sisters and a few brothers, but right now um, it's kind of I'm just going so at it at this point, and I'm trying to keep myself. Um, I'm always constantly reminding myself that I am so worthy of God, that God uh, sees me as His daughter, and I do believe that as a as a woman of faith, that um, being a part of a community, a Christian community, a healthy one, is is good for nurturing your relationship with with God and I know that I'm going to be there one day I just know that right now I need to address some of the trauma that has been going on for the past few months some of the trauma that even um even the pain that's been um lurking for the past few years and know that if this is something that if this is a church that I want to continue being a part of, or do I want to move elsewhere? And so, with that being said, I wanted to go over five things that I have learned as I have grown in my discipleship journey with God. Five things to celebrate five years of being a Christian, as you know. I uh, became a Christian back in 2018, May of 2018, May of 2018. So this past May, I became a Christian. I celebrated five feet, my fifth year anniversary or how in the metric community, they say birth, birthday. That means spiritual birthday, the day that you were reborn. And one of the five things I've learned, first thing is guarding you. I wrote that down in my journal as guarding you meaning i will lose people in my life because they have or will cause me trouble and god is guarding me from those destruction and more needless pain there are going to be times in your life that people are going to walk away from you or you're going to walk away from people not because because Trouble happens, and more importantly, because God is protecting you from whatever pain and destruction could follow with a friendship or carrying over a relationship like that into your life. The second day I've learned is renewing of your mind. Always be protective of not only what you watch or what you listen to, but be careful about about who influences you whether that be in the church or in the world 
yes, of course, I've learned as a Christian, as a Christian woman, that the world is filled with filthy influences that will not only rot in your mind, but rot in your soul. But you also have to be careful with the influences with the people in the church that you allow to influence you. Because if you're in a cycle of abusive abusive leadership or control or just in a in or just an environment where there's no structure where there's always structure and there's no freedom to be um, an individual that can definitely set you up for failure so it's not it's it's more important to be christ-like rather than church-like that's where i was going with that number three Live more sober. And what I mean by this is engage in activities that will keep you in good spirits, in good spirit, whether that be exercising, taking on new hobbies, exploring, traveling, um, on, and on, and by that always say goodbye to bad habits one of the things that i've been doing more of is how to add more nutrients in my diet i've never been in this in this past year i've never been more um self-cautious about what i eat until this past year mainly because back in early gen early 2022 I got uh, I received a health scare that scared health scare that really whipped me up into shape. So I decided um, to be a little bit more cautious about what I eat. And I decided to um, exercise a bit more. And and that's been and I've seen how that has um, changed how my health not just physically but mentally too i've seen how that has a great impact on my mental health when i change my diet and i feed my body good nutrients um number four freedom there is freedom in living for god do not allow others to dictate what your relationship should look like or what it means to be a good christian of course, there are going to be um, there are going to be times where there are going to be some structure. But when you die and you're standing before God, God is not going to ask you um, why weren't you a member of this X Y and Z church or why didn't you attend church services every single Sunday. But it is going to ask you, what did you do to to be a a, a fisherman, to be a good a fisherman of the kingdom? What did you do? How did you become a good salt for the earth? How did you mirror what it's like to be a good shepherd? You know, it, it's it's so it's important to be prevalent in the church, but
but it's also very important to be prevalent in your life. And what I mean by that is, is be a Christian that God sees you to be. Be be that daughter, a son that God wants you to be. Don't be the son or daughter that your parents want you to be in front of God. Don't be the son or daughter that your leader or your um your church discipler wants you to be. Just be the son or daughter that God wants you to be. And lastly, um, what I wrote is provoke good thoughts. And what I mean by that is never stay silent on issues you care about and always be and always bring God into conversations because what I've learned, especially through um, my recent studies of what it's like to of how to be a winner in front of God, God cares about the things you're going through. And if you are passionate about issues in the world that affect you, affect the church, affects your life, your family, don't be afraid to go to God and, and, and ask God to show you ways and how to navigate those issues and bring him along as far as the conversation. That's actually one thing I'm trying to get better at doing myself is how to bring God into the conversation more. Well, that's all I got to say today. It's been wonderful being able to share what I've been going through as far as my spiritual journey and again and I hope you all just got a good insight into what I'm like as um as a Christian woman and as a fierce fierce fighter for truth. Um I hope that you have guys have a great day. This is Her America.